You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to today's special episode of the conservative crusader. Our guest today is a business owner, former Navy SEAL and state representative, as well as candidate for Ohio Secretary of State. Joining us by phone, it's John Adams, John Adams for OH.com. Mr. Adams, thanks for joining me today on the Conservative Crusader, especially this close to the election. You're welcome, Josh. So I'll let you start by taking some time to introduce yourself and your campaign. Well, I'm John Adams. Uh, I am 62 years old. I've been married to Tara for 38 years. We have seven children. I'm a small business owner, fourth generation, and I served in the State House for eight years, six of those years in leadership as House Whip. And I was fortunate enough and lucky enough to get through the program. I served on SEAL Team 3 in the Navy from 1983 to 1987. And that is my background. And I am running for Secretary of State because polling has consistently shown since the 2000 election that voters have serious doubt in their election processes. And we're no different in Ohio. We've been told by our politicians that we have the gold standard, the most secure elections. That is completely false. The Heritage Foundation came out with a report. It's called the uh, Election Integrity Scorecard. We are tied for 21st. So when when a politician tells you that we have the gold standard in Ohio, they don't know what the heck they're talking about. So I'm running because Frank LaRose, our current Secretary of State, his record is terrible and he needs replaced. Well, thank you for that. And I agree that our elections need reform, so I appreciate you running to try to do that. Uh, so what is your uh, – we're going to go to your record a little bit. What is your proudest, proudest accomplishment from your time in the state legislature? Well, there was two uh, – I passed the Founding Fathers Documents Bill uh, that – End-of-course testing must be taken by all students when they graduate from high school. It does go clear down in the uh, primary and the secondary, so we are learning our founding fathers by law because the five is five key documents, and uh, who doesn't or should not know about the founding fathers, this great nation we have, Uh, but I don't kid myself. I am sure there are certain pockets uh, in some schools in Ohio that find a way not to teach what is required. But that's a, that, that argument is for another day. Hmm. Uh, I put language in a budget bill that shut down Dr. Haskell's third trimester abortion clinic in Sharonville, and it was shut down only to have a variance granted by Dr. Amy Acton, who was the health director for our current governor, Mike DeWine. So those are the two things that I'm the most proudest of, the things that we were, that, you know, it's, you're lucky to get anything accomplished in the legislature because uh, uh, it, it's just tough to get things done. Um, and, and it's frustrating that, that uh, most of the scoring that we have on virtually everything from state to state of all 50 states we're ranked in the bottom third on most of everything. That's sad because we don't need to be. In the mid-80s, we had 
we had 24 congressmen. Now we have 15. What does that tell you? Ohio's not growing. It's not growing. It's not about the weather. It's about your tax policy. It's about all the policies that the politicians can't seem to get right. And you can say, well, John, you were in the legislature for eight years. Yes, but there's three people that control the legislature, Speaker of the House, Senate, President, uh, and the governor. You can have the greatest idea in the world, uh, but if they don't want to pass it, it doesn't go anywhere, and there's just too much uh, outside dollars that influence what goes on in Columbus, Ohio. I, I completely agree with you, and I, I love the first thing you mentioned, which is the Founding Fathers Documents Bill that you mentioned. Um, teaching that in the schools, it's so important, and I, I love that you did that, so thank you for that. You're welcome. So for, for those who may not know, because I've gotten this question a lot, I ask some of my friends that, for questions when I'm going to have an interview just to get a full perspective, um, and they were like, well, what does the Secretary of State of Ohio do? Because when you hear Secretary of State, you think foreign policy. So what does the State of Ohio Secretary do? Well, that's, that's always the problem because most of the news that, that is uh, stuck into our ears, our faces, and our, and our minds is federal. Well, every state has a secretary of state. Uh, it has nothing to do with foreign policy. Primarily, uh, the function of the secretary of state in Ohio is elections. That is his primary function. There is a secondary function of licensing new businesses. That side works fairly well. It is the election side that uh, when you start doing your homework, and I wish and I hope a lot of voters do, um, that when you start looking at our elections, we're not too far off from any other state. We have, we have problems with our voter rolls, uh, drop boxes, uh, early voting. The list is long, but that's the primary function of the Secretary of State in, in, in Ohio. All right. Well, thank you for that, because I know that's something that a lot of people ask me, so I wanted to ask that to someone who's running for the position. And you mentioned drop boxes and early voting and mail-in voting. And I want to move to the Trump rally that he had in uh, on April 23rd, I believe, this past Saturday, where he talked about uh, voting in Ohio. And I'm going to play a clip right here. Think of what they're doing. 48-day elections. We want one-day elections. We want paper ballots and no mail-in fake ballots. And then just later in the rally, he said this. Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose. Frank has our complete and total endorsement. So he's been the incumbent for four years, not really working on election integrity or changing our election process. What are your thoughts on this endorsement by President Trump? And do you believe you need his endorsement to win? Do you, uh, what was the last part of that? Uh, do you Sorry? believe you need President Trump's endorsement to win? Uh, it is. It would help. Um, he uh, he won Ohio twice. Uh, in sixteen, he won it by eight points. In twenty twenty, he won it by eight points. I believe it was higher than that, but that's just what it is. Uh, I, you know what? Um, it was a quid quo, quid pro quo. If Frank Larose would endorse J D Vance, I will endorse you. Uh, politics is this, uh, is 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 makes sometimes strange bedfellows. I understand it. I was in it. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly, but that's just the way it goes. Um, when you look at Frank LaRose's record, it does not indicate anything of what 
our 45th president once. As a matter of fact, Frank LaRose was a never-Trumper in 2016, and I would guess he's a never-Trumper now. But you do what you do in politics, and that's just the way it works. And that's uh, it's not fine. Um, and I think uh, it's uh, brought more attention to the race. I mean, there's like a, a dead zone for a Secretary of State. Here you have a contested race, and it is not on the airwaves, it's not on the radio, it's not on TV. It is a blackout um, because the governor in the Senate race is taking sucking all the oxygen. That's fine, but uh, everybody that's going to be involved in those races by voting, they're going to know that there's a contested race in the Secretary of State's uh, race, and hey, we'll see where it lands. I have no idea what May 3rd will bring. So you mentioned J.D. Vance and his endorsement of J.D. Vance. Uh, Do you think this is a conflict of interest? He is the top vote counter in Ohio. Do you think it's a conflict of interest? Do you think he should do some measure to make sure that his personal endorsement isn't influencing the election results? Well, that's what he has stated from his own mouth. Uh, He's on record for saying that uh, he needs to stay neutral. That's why he did not endorse in 2020 uh, President Trump. So, yeah, there's a conflict of interest. Uh, I would call that being a hypocrite. Uh, But we're not supposed to... Uh, remember those things. So, to me, I have a different opinion. Uh, I'm tired. I'm tired of playing game, political games with the left. Do the victor go to spoils? And when they start winning races, they can start dictating uh, what they want. But until then, uh, to me, it's to the victor go to spoils. All right. Well, thank you for that. And uh, um, I'm going to ask a, a two-part question. So why are you the best candidate to serve as Secretary of State of Ohio, and what would you do on day one uh, of holding this office? I'll probably back into that. Uh, Day one, I would cancel our contract with ERIC. Uh, It is a program that is in 31 states that had uh, seed money from George Soros and a pilot project by the Pew Charitable Foundation. I would cancel that contract. Uh, immediately on day one, I would send out a directive saying that there will be no, no, no more drop boxes uh, throughout the state. Now, you, keep in mind, you have to work with the legislature. I, can't, I cannot even get a strict photo ID without it being put into law. Uh, so I would be the voice of the people. I will not be quiet until until we have an election process that is secure, the machines are vulnerable, I would do a forensic audit uh, to see where our processes are short. Um, There's a lot of things that can be done. Uh, The voter rolls, I would start canvassing. I would start canvassing uh, the, the, uh, the suspect areas and we'll clean up our voter rolls. That's quite a lot to do, and uh, it's all necessary. It so, Yep, it's all necessary, and if the machines are not safe, we don't use them. Uh, I, I will agree with on one-day voting. We don't need 28 days uh, early voting for that ballot to be floating out 
out there uh, for people to contemplate fraud or cheating. I will. One thing I can do is uh, look for fraud, find fraud, and prosecute fraud. And there, there's a lot to do to clean up our system. And I'm tired of waiting around for the government, our current government, who does nothing and fixes nothing. Let's go down memory lane real quick. 2016, uh, after that election, you had high-profile senators, high-profile uh, congressmen, and Hillary Clinton herself complaining about the machines. It flips on 2020, and now we are called the conspiracy theorists. 2000 Mules will be a terrific movie. I wish it would have came out a month ago because the primaries are, in my opinion, more important than general. You got to get good people, and right now we have this. We we have it stacked against us. Contenders have it stacked against us because the the state party endorses. They endorsed all statewide, whether they have a good record or a bad record. So let's, uh, you know, the the definition of insanity: just keep doing the same old garbage over and over. So let's keep electing the same people of processes we don't care for and we don't like. So. That's why I'm running. That's a great reason to run, and like you said, you have a lot to you have a lot to do. It'll be a lot of work in one term. So, something the first Secretary of State, or not the first Secretary of State, the current Secretary of State faced during his first um, portion of office, his first term of office, was two delayed primaries. The first one he delayed for the 2020 health health emergency, and the se- second was part of the 2022 primary due to the um, the redistricting. So if you were faced with the same challenges that he is faced with right now, what would you do? On the first one in uh, 2020, yeah, on the first one, I would have looked at the governor and said, Governor, the date is set by the legislature. We can't change that. We will conduct the election. If you want to change the date, Governor, you need to run it through the legislature. That's how the Constitution works in Ohio. That did not happen. Number two, on the redistricting, um, wow, that's a tough one. Uh, I would have pushed and and been a strong voice for getting it right the first time. Uh, Keep in mind that the constitutional uh, change, I believe it was in 2014, regarding the makeup and how it functioned, uh, the redistricting commission was changed in 2014, put on the ballot, and we voted for it. I would have never changed that. I voted no as a uh, House representative because, to me, it was going to be a mess. It's turned out to be a mess, and we need to revisit that and fix it. I don't know how you can have an option or a possibility of a four-year map when the census is done every 10 years, but that's a possibility that can happen. Um, and it should not be up to the courts as it is right now because of those changes we made. It opened the door for the courts. You're always going to have uh, lawsuits, but it opened the door for the courts to play a, a bigger role. Wrong, shouldn't have happened, but that's where we're at today. Well, thank you. And I knew that was a that was a big thing that people are wondering is what would have you done or what would you have done in that scenario? Because that was a tough scenario to be in. I couldn't imagine being in that scenario with the health problem or with um, the redistricting. 
So well, Florida conduct Florida conducted their primary on the same day. So did so did Illinois. Mm-hmm. This was a complete uh, run on our Constitution, and they and they did not have the authority to do it in that primary. The way it the way it happened was they didn't have the authority to do it. I agree with you, and so does the, the so does the Supreme Court of Ohio, if I remember correctly. They said that wasn't a constitutional move. Um, just changing the primary date or making it all mail-in or whatever actually happened with that, I can't remember at this point. But um, you you mentioned ballot counting machines and everything, but something that 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 plagues the election system is the lack of poll workers. I've read a lot about poll workers. They're not being enough of them. Uh, so as Secretary of State, there's a mission that he has, or that Frank LaRose has, I've seen it in our local polling place, is uh, how, do, how will you encourage people to work as poll workers and avoid shortages of poll workers? It's always going to be a difficult question. Maybe we pay them more. I don't have that answer. I would, uh, I would sit down with uh, um, the elections people uh, that run our elections in all 88 counties. It, it's, I, I don't know the term. It's a group. Uh, and we'd figure out a way to where we can have poll workers. Why should it always be retired people? There's nothing wrong with that, but maybe we have... Maybe I don't have the I don't have a sound answer for that. We need to there needs to be a personal responsibility and civic duty that when it comes to our elections um, should be very transparent. Uh, but that's a tough one because uh, I, I work as a poll manager, and it's always tough for people or for the uh, board of elections people to get people to volunteer. I mean, they get paid for it. Uh, actually, I didn't even want the darn money the first time around because I didn't want to fill out the paperwork. <laughs> uh, but having said all that, it's it's a tough situation, and we got to find a better solution. I completely agree. And um, a, a solution I've thought of is I, I've gotten the little Day of Democracy cards that Frank LaRose hands out that mention that you have to be 17 or a high or 18 or a high school senior. Maybe expand that for other high school students who'd like to volunteer on their day off. Um, that that'd be a solution I propose, but that's just me. Josh, that's not a bad idea. We uh, uh, virtually every high school I'm, that I'm aware of r- requires students to volunteer for something. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's one of them. You're required to work a poll, and maybe that's maybe that's a solution. We need we need people to understand what that process is about. And when you start with them at, at a young age, that, that, that's good. And it'd bring a new meaning to elections and seeing the process play out. It, it, you'd be firsthand, and I think it'd be a great idea. But that's just me as an outsider. So we've seen it. Josh, say that, say I, that I, one more time. I said I think it'd be a great thing to do. You'd be on the front lines of the election. You'd learn a lot more about the process rather than just seeing it play out on TV. I think it would be great. I do too. I think you know what. Sometimes when you, sometimes when you brainstorm these things, sometimes you just come up with an answer off the cuff. It's not the best way to do it, but uh, you know what? It's not a bad idea. Well, thank you. <laughs> so uh, we've seen attempts from Washington D.C. to try to federalize our elections. We've seen their their protect the voting rights bills or whatever they're all titled, um, and they would outlaw photo ID and other requirements that you want to put in place according to your policy on your website. Uh, if elected, how would you fight back against this legislation from the federal government if it was passed and enacted? 
Well, first thing I would do is is I would I would oppose it. I believe there are I'm pretty sure there are states' rights. I'm not sure how that plays in. Uh, I'm sure there would be two differing lawyer opinions. Uh, and I was always under the impression that uh, our election in the Constitution and what's not given to the federal government is given to the states. And I'm not so sure, um, and I don't have the exact answer, I'm not so sure that you can federalize our elections. I don't know the exact part of the Constitution, but it mentions how laws will or elections will be ran by the state legislature, so there'd have to be some sort of constitutional amendment to pass that. But I thought since right. it's since it's on the table, I thought I'd ask because that would be a position you would be put in. Well, I know sometimes they uh, stuff is is put out there mm-hmm. um, that I'd have to look into it more, and and there's some things I haven't looked into because. Until I get there, um, I'll just stay focused on what we're doing right now. It's a great idea. So there is more to Secretary of State than just elections. As you mentioned in your introduction of what is a Secretary of State, uh, the business side, you mentioned in the uh, in the introduction you are a business owner, which I believe gives you a different perspective of this office. From this perspective, what changes will you make, if any, to the process of becoming a, a business in the state of Ohio or dealing with the Secretary of State's office? That side of the equation at the Secretary of State's office works pretty pretty darn well. Um, I would look into the program. If there's problems, I'd bring the groups together, small, business, and large, and ask them what needs to be fixed or changed. Uh, to me, it's bottom up. They're the ones that pay the taxes. Uh, government should not be a hindrance, uh, and that's the way I would look at it. All right. Well, I thank you for that. And just one last question. How can people contact you, learn more about your campaign, help your campaign, or just anything else? Just get involved. Well, getting involved is uh, go to the website, um, johnadamsforoh.com. Go to the voter guide. If everybody knew the voter guide, um, which you can click on any line on there, it'll take you to the source. Um, you can contact me through the website on an email. Uh, we're out there. Granted, there's time is short. I'll, I'll be out uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday speaking. And donate to the campaign. Uh, spread the word is the biggest one right there. Just spread the word. Um, and you know what? Make a day out of uh, Election Day. Go to breakfast. Go to breakfast with your best friends. Pick a number. I'm going to breakfast with seven people, five people. Make a morning out of it. Go vote. <clears throat> spread the word. Do your civic duty, and uh, that's how we'll. Uh, and 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 open your mouths. Be a voice. Be a voice because there's many things that need fixed in politics and in our government, and we've been asleep. For too long. Well, thank you for that, and thank you for your time today. I greatly appreciate it. Josh, I thank you very much for being involved, and uh, keep up the good work. Well, thank you. Uh, Ohioans, the election is this Tuesday, May 3rd. You have to get out and vote. It is urgent to save our nation and our state. My name is GOP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader. Check out his website at johnadams4oh.com. 
and stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 